Good morning, everyone. Jim Laird here from Indian Shores, Florida, sitting in a deep squat position, um, which I will do the entire show in a deep squat position. The uh, For some reason, my table, I think I got sand in the mechanics. It's got like adjustable legs, and for some reason, the legs won't adjust. So I am in a deep squat position for the entire show, which is really good, actually. More people need to spend time in a very deep squat position. That's actually one of the reasons uh, Asians in typical don't have the back issues that we do here in the U.S. because that that tends to be you'll see them at the bus stop sitting in a deep squat position. You will see them uh, that they go, you know, see them going to the bathroom that way. But maybe some people do. I don't know. But they generally go to the bathroom like that. So it's a really and also tall kneeling, too. I like to sit in tall kneeling, which is great. I try and sit in different positions throughout the day. <clears throat> And uh, so a little housekeeping, get on our email list this week Our we'll be sending out an email later today with the access to this week's webinar, which is basically on, on hormones and aging, essentially. Um, that's our, our weekly class that we give to you uh, for being on the email list. So you'll get a, an email later tonight with a link to that. Um, we also have a special offer with uh, Black Friday, uh, so to speak. We're, we're giving, we're not giving away, but we're giving you a 50% discount off our fundamentals of wellness uh, mastermind group for the first month. You get 50% off to try it out. So if you're on our email list, you get that offer. That offer is only available for people on the list. So go to stillmanwellness.com, get on the email list, and we'll be happy to uh, have you on the list and give you all sorts of great information to help you with your goals and where you're at. And, um, so let's get into the topic of today. What most people get wrong about breathing. When I was first introduced to breathing, um, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was silly. I was at the time I was hardcore powerlifter um, kind of deal, and I ran into some autoimmune issues. I, I ran into you know I basically hit a brick wall at 80 miles an hour, uh, figuratively speaking, and I started studying you know, the nervous system and stress and, and all of these things. I was introduced to a guy named Bill Hartman who helped me with some low back issues I was having from a car wreck I was in. And I started to learn about shape. I started to learn about position. I started to learn about breathing. And I thought it was really silly at first, but it's actually very, very important. And the one thing that most people do not understand, like breathing literally drives, you know, just like the sun, is super important. The way you breathe drives your immune function, your digestive system, uh, how many minerals and and nutrients you absorb. Um, you know, you burning through magnesium super fast. Your hormone production. All this stuff is regulated through breathing. If you're breathing with your skeletal muscles, your move thing things muscles. If you're using your lats and your traps to breathe, that is not necessarily bad. It's just bad when you can't shut that strategy off because that is a high threshold run from a bear strategy, switching to half kneeling, um, that uses up a lot of resources. And normally you want to be able to breathe as little as possible because that's going to allow you to absorb more oxygen. And you need to be able to get your axial skeleton in a shape where they call it the zone of apposition, where your rib cage and your pelvis are in alignment so that you can breathe with your diaphragm. Your diaphragm, it can drop and come up and down with your pelvic floor. And that allows you to breathe very efficiently. 
if you are, say, extended, open scissor, they call it, that pelvic floor and diaphragm can't do what it's supposed to do. And then you have to breathe with your neck and your traps. And so one of the ways you can get more into a, a more efficient breathing strategy is by closing your mouth, putting the tongue in the roof of your mouth and slowly breathing through your nose. That is going to allow you to breathe less. Okay. It's going to make sure your CO2 levels don't drop too much because when your CO2 drops a ton, you can't absorb oxygen as well. And you have to, you know, you need to slow your breathing down. Now, what most people don't get is that the shape of your axle, you can close your mouth, breathe through your nose, that's going to help. But if you can't get into a position where you can actually use um, breathing muscles like the diaphragm, um, you're going to have a hard time really moving the needle on your breathing. Okay. So one of the things I do when I assess people when they come into the gym is I just have them do a bodyweight squat. And when they do a bodyweight squat, if they throw their head back and they arch really hard just to do a bodyweight squat, I know they are using a high threshold strategy just to exist, right? And what will happen is, is people will go to the gym and they will load that high threshold strategy. And it's strong. It's great that jamming that spine together, creating that hard compression, that hard arch, you will lift heavier things. The problem is, is if you can't shut that off when you're done, you're going to be stuck in that, in that breathing pattern strategy, and it's going to use up a lot of resources. And so one of the reasons why a lot of people are fatigued because they're walking around all toned up using these muscles that are supposed to be used for like emergency situations just to function every day. Right. So a lot of times if you're like, well, I'm weak or I need to get stronger. A lot of times, a lot of people, they get into trouble because they can't shut that off. They can't shut the tone off, right? And then the, that position has consequences. It has consequences on your shoulder function, on your hip function. All of a sudden, your knees start bothering you because you can't change the shape of your skeleton, your actual skeleton. And then the compression strategy leads to fluid and resources not being able to get into those areas. So you end up with like herniated discs. You end up with you know, uh, inflammation in certain areas because you can't get the fluid and the nutrients into those areas because they're compressed, particularly the low back because of this compression strategy. So what I do is I basically put things in the training program that don't drive that extension pattern even further down the road and give them some variability. We, we work in some, some flexion-based things into warm-ups. We break, work some flexion-based things into, into, into cool-downs. And there's some nuances to this because some people will have like more of a sway-back type deal, um, have compression of the upper thorax that we need to open their thorax up so they can actually breathe more efficiently. Some people are stuck in an inhalation strategy. Some people are stuck in an exhalation strategy. So that's why you just can't give like these general, like what I, what Dr. Stillman needs to be a better, better breather is totally different than what I need to be a better breather. Right. And the whole concept is pretty simple. You need variability. You need to be able to breathe in different ways when, when it's appropriate. When you have to run from a bear, you need to be able to breathe with as many muscles as possible. You go into extension to get away. And then you need to be able to shut that off when you go to sleep. And when you're relaxing, you need to be able to shut that down and slow your breathing down so it's more efficient, right? And so all this advice is going to be different for different people, right? If I do what Dr. Stillman, if I do what Dr. Stillman needs to do to breathe better, it's not really to move the needle for me. And if Dr. Stillman does what I do, 
uh, for me, I really have to manage my extension. I feel myself throughout the day being pulled into extension. So I, I do some things like hang in a deep squat, you know, from a post. Um, I slow my breathing down. I'm in the car. I breathe deep into my low back to open things up down there, to get air down there, to kind of remind my system that, you know, I have a diaphragm. I have a pelvic floor. I need to use them when I breathe. I need to do things to exhale, get my rib cage to come down. So in my training program, I'm not uh, hammering that hard arch position. I'm doing things not hard arched. You know, I'm goblet squatting. I'm front squatting. I'm squatting with a safety squat bar. You know, uh, when I deadlift, I trap bar deadlift. I'm not aggressively pulling my shoulder blades together really hard. When I do things like dumbbell presses, I'm alternating. I'm, I'm elevating my feet. I'm not aggressively pulling my shoulder blades together and sticking my chest out which is fine. You'll lift more weights that way, but I'm already stuck there. So I don't need to do more things to get stuck there even further. Right. So I'm doing things on my training program to open me up and move and shift side to side. And, th and that's where a, a lot of strength training programs are lacking for people when it comes to just wanting to move well. Is, you know, everything is like this and everything's with the shoulder blades pinned together. You know, you're you're squatting with a, with a, with your shoulder blades pinned together. You're deadlifting with your shoulder blades pinned together. You're pressing with your shoulder blades pinned together. You're doing curls with an arch and your shoulder blades pinned together. And then you wonder why you can't get out of that strategy. So you got to be very careful not to drive the same strategy over and over and over again. It's just like blood pressure. High blood pressure is great. You're running from a bear. Not so good if you're trying to go to sleep. You have to be able to switch from side from from high blood pressure to low blood pressure accordingly. And you know, there's different reasons that people get stuck in a high blood pressure strategy. A lot of it is mental stress. A lot of it is uh, you know sleep disruption. A lot of it is is is, is mineral nutrient uh, imbalances, dehydration, all these things. Same thing with movement. Um, you know, there's a number of reasons why people lose the ability to change shape. And a lot of it is your body is just doing the best it can with the movements it has available. I use the manual transmission example uh, a lot with people. If you, you're driver driven a manual, which I know most people ever have, I mean, we can use an automatic transmission too, but generally most automatic transmissions have like a one, two, three, four, or one, two, three gear overdrive. Manual transmission, one, two, three, four, five, six, or one, two, three, four, five, or in the seventies, one, two, three, four. So you know, one and two and three are higher torque for lower speeds, for more torque, for more power to get you up to speed. Uh, four, five, six are more highway gears, not as much torque, not as much bottom end power. So when you get out on the highway, you want to have fourth, fifth and sixth so that you're not you're just coasting down the road and you're not like the engine's not working super hard. Now, what if I told you, OK, you've only got first and second. And you've got to drive to Miami from where I am and you've got to go on the highway. Well, can you do it? Sure. But you're going to be going 40, 50 miles an hour and that engine's going to be working its ass off. It's the same thing with the body, right? So if you only have a high threshold strategy, if you only have that hard arch, your body is going to be working super, super hard just to function during the day. And that's why I incorporate a lot of, a lot of people, you know, high level power lifters will do like their warmups really braced and they're trying to increase neural drive and they're trying to increase tone. And I totally get that. That's, there's a time and place for that. But a lot of the warmups that I do with people, I get them flowing. I get them, I get them to, we do things like rope squats to get them in, a, you know, to flex their spine a little bit so that they, because they're already stuck here 
trying to get them into flexion. So when they squat and things, they're more in the middle. They're not on one extreme of the other. So we're not driving one extreme of the other. So a lot of the warm-up stuff that I do, the bird dogs, the, you know, you know, the turtles, the, you, you know, all sorts of these different things are done breathing the entire time. You're not holding your breath. You're flowing. I incorporate flowing things into training. You know, we're doing lunges. It's a breath in on the way down. It's a breath up on the way up. You know, when you're holding your breath, which is fine for squats and deadlifts, when you're trying to create a lot of force, you lose movement. So if you're trying to like maximize, not maximize, but if you're trying to improve movement or keep movement where it's at, you have to breathe through the movement. And then when you're trying to create maximum force or you're trying to create, you know, a lot of power and torque where you don't want rotation, that's where you hold your breath. And a lot of people in the gym will literally hold their breath through all the exercises. You know, they'll do curls with their breath, with their breath, holding their breath. They'll do, uh, you know, or they're breathing through their mouth the entire time. So a lot of this is, you know, helping you, your body use the right strategy and making sure that it has movement options. And then also, you know, with anything really blood pressure blood sugar diet you need to have options you need to have and there's trade-offs um so, so you know if you're going to drive an extension-based strategy because you're a power athlete you got to understand there comes a point where that's going to have negative trade-offs and we don't know until we go there right so and then if you're training someone who's very extended already the last thing i'm going to do like a hussein bolt or you know, like a LeBron James, the last thing I'm going to do is stuff in their training that drives them even further down that path. Okay. So, and like somebody like Deion Sanders, like the reason he was so fast is because he was extended, right? Most track athletes are going to be very extended. I don't want to fix it. I just want to manage it. So there's a few thoughts for you. Happy to answer a few questions if anyone has any, but I appreciate you uh, tuning in today. Um, like I said in the beginning, get on our email list later this evening. I'll be sending out an email, giving you the link to our weekly class, weekly masterclass, our lesson, so to speak. We don't, we used to call it a webinar, but a lot of people think they're going to get a sales pitch. These aren't, these aren't sales webinars. These are actual lessons that are going in courses. So we give you free access to those and you can actually watch the replay as well. And then of course we're running a black Friday sale, uh, on our fundamentals of wellness masterclass coaching group that you can get in on if you're on the email list. So stillmanwellness.com, go over and get on the email list and we will see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. Make sure you take the time to get outside. You deserve it.